It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. fans good morning good afternoon and good evening whenever and wherever you may be listening and thank you for joining the lockdown avalanche podcast part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day i am your host chris maselli bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to the one and only colorado avalanche so first things first social media follow the show on twitter lopn underscore avalanche on instagram just search for Locked On Avalanche and send your emails to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So um, we had two games because of the Fandom Friday that we had. Uh, like I said, I wasn't going to talk about the Sharks game, uh, although it was a very good game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the great game against St. Louis. Um, and kind of after that, give the uh, three stars not named Nathan And then look ahead to tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings, the good old Detroit Red Wings foe of yesteryear, um, who are struggling. But we'll get into that a little bit later. First things first, like I said, um, Avs looking good in these last two games. Uh, The game against San Jose, Philip Grubauer with his first shutout of the season. Wasn't tested too much. Uh, they didn't really have any like highlight reel saves, but f- at that point, it doesn't really matter. You just needed him to to get a win and a solid win, um, and a shutout does exactly that. Kind of calms people down. Uh, kind of <clears throat> lets people know, like, yeah, he's still got it. He's okay. Like I've been saying for weeks now, like he he's a capable goalie. Uh, like I said, was it, was it this where he's sprawling out, standing on his head? No, but you don't need that at that point in time. Coach Bednar has said in the past, we just need someone to, to have a, a standout game that we can hang our hat on. And was it standout? No, but you can say you shut out a team. And whenever you can do that in the NHL, that's a plus. Should they have beaten the team, San Jose? Absolutely. Um, San Jose San Jose's playing okay. <clears throat> but so have the Avs. The Avs have just been playing okay lately. Um, they're not playing up to their potential. I think San Jose is playing up to their potential. But we know the Avs are capable of more, and I think they just had enough and said, why not a blowout? We haven't had one in a little while. Why not one? <clears throat> so 4 nothing, um, will will kind of have that mentality that they, they can just hang their hat on that and say, okay, we our goalie's hopefully back on track. Uh, and then they needed that going into St. Louis because you know what you're going to get with St. Louis. And you looked good against them last time you played them, but that's not a given every single time you play that team. But look what it did. It carried over into that game and it was a completely different game. The Avs didn't have their typical X amount of shots on goal, which is usually in the high end. It wasn't that type of game. <clears throat> I think they had, what, 19 shots on goal, but they scored five goals. One was an empty netter, so four goals. Um, and forced St. Louis to pull Bennington again. So they, they it, that, that's, 
that's going to be an interesting series as it goes on and hopefully eventually into the playoffs uh, where those two teams early in the season looked like St. Louis had Colorado's number. And these last two games, Colorado's really turned the tide on them. Those last two games have been really in Colorado's hands for the majority of the game. Um, But we'll, we'll talk about both of those games a little bit in detail, but starting with the Sharks one, because that was the first one. And I guess even if you wanted to pull, uh, carry this over into the St. Louis game, contributions from a lot of players. Um, you know, Nachuskin got on, on, the bo- on the board first in the San Jose game. Just a power move around Burns and went five-hole on Jones. Great goal by him. <clears throat> Kill and then Jones was playing very well in that first period, and Colorado was all over the place. And you got the sense that, like, man, this is one of those games where they're, they're like the Dallas game. Like, they are they're doing everything right, and at the end of one, all they're going to have to show for it is one goal. And then Kale McCarr stepped up and ripped a, a shot from the blue line uh, to get him two. I think he did that with, like, less than a minute left. So we got them two goals, and <clears throat> that made you feel a little bit better because they're putting in so much work. And us as Avs fans, as we've been kind of prone to lately, uh, in my head, even though it was only one period, I'm thinking, here we go. Like They're they're outplaying a team in the first again, and what is this going to mean in the end? Uh, but luckily it never got to that point because Makar, with that second one, you felt a little bit good about it. Um, Ryan Graves right off the faceoff with a blast slap shot right inside the blue line. Uh, he brought it up to 3 to nothing, And then Matt Calvert on the shorthand. What a goal. Like, how, I didn't know he had those moves. He, he, I can't remember who it was, stood somebody up at the blue line of San Jose going into their zone, and it, he just poked the check free. Calvert picked it up and had a head of steam. And right when he got to the goalie Jones just went to his left side and just reached around and and just got it in somehow. Unbelievable goal, which made it 4 to nothing, and it was just kind of, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's after after that goal. And it was it was good to see. They needed that type of game. They needed the game where, like I said, they, they, were, they were in control pretty much all 60 minutes. San Jose really never gave them anything where we were like on our on the edge of our seat. Uh, they went into the third game well in hand. You didn't really have that mentality of what has been going on with the Avalanche and giving up these third period leads. That got a little bit different in the St. Louis game, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, and you just, it was good to see the Avalanche in complete control. They're the better team. They're the better team in that matchup, and and San Jose is who they are. I think they're a 500 team, maybe a little bit below that. I mean, the record reflects that. I'm just saying that, that that's what they play to. They're not what they were last year. Um, and so maybe there's a little bit of extra incentive there because that's the team that eliminated the Avalanche last year to really kind of stick it to them. Yeah, it's a little bit different team that we have, but still, uh, no matter who, what – faces are on that team if they knocked you out of the playoffs you want to get some revenge on that team um and i think that might have had 
there might have been some motivational factor there for the Avalanche. But um, all in all, just a, a solid performance and one that they needed just of how things have been going lately, one that they had in hand uh, pretty much from the get-go. And the Philip Grubauer shutout, like I said earlier, I think, you know, it didn't – if you watched the game, it like I said, <clears throat> it didn't impress you. It was good that he got it, but I think people want to see more. Like, okay, great. You you shut out a team, and it's an easy feat. doesn't matter who you're playing. But if you watched it, um, you know, almost every, every shot, he had a, a clear line of sight. Uh, there was really nothing – that the sharks generated where you were you were worried about it. So I think people after they saw that said, "Okay, good for you. Uh, what else can you do? You got St. Louis coming up next." So, and at the time we didn't know if he was going to get the start. Obviously he did. So I think people wanted to see him perform against a team like that. And how did he do in that game? Stay tuned. My name is Paul Stewart, a third generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy-feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy-feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy-feeling wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now. But the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, before we get to the the St. Louis game, like I said, contributions from many different players. So in the game against San Jose, uh, McCarr, Graves, Calvert, Nachuskin, all with goals. Belmar, Kadri, Burkowski, Kaminev with um, assists. So what does that mean? Rantanen, McKinnon, Landeskog, nothing. If you can beat a team, I don't care who it is, and your big three don't score a single point, you're you're doing something right. You've turned something around, and you can't tell me after that game was over, that team didn't look at those stats and say, 
yeah, we can we can win. We we can win even when our our big three, and I don't like calling them that, but what else? It's the easiest thing to do. You know, they they take so much focus. Teams focus so much in on them, and that's where these guys have to come into play. Guys like Graves, guys like Kadri, guys like Burkowski, they're there to do exactly what they did in this game when Rantanen, McKinnon, and Landeskog don't score a single point. Um, McKinnon only had three shots on goal entire game. That does not happen for him. Rantanen had five. Landeskog had two. But they didn't need him to be the the top-line carry all the weight because obviously these these second third fourth line guys <clears throat> picked up the slack in this game so it was uh, a, a team win now we fast forward to the blues game and players that needed to get off the so-called schneid did so in this game and i would even throw philip grubauer in that mix because this was the game, like I said before, people wanted to see more from him. And I think even after this game, people are going to even want it. You're going to see, want to see a steady flow from this guy over just two games, even, you know, even though this one is against St. Louis. Sharks game was a Sharks game. Played well, shut out, great. In this game, played well. I wouldn't say it was like a, a standout game. He still gave up three goals. But in this game, he had those highlight reel saves. Were they incredible and they're going to make the NHL Network's top goals of the night? No, but he had some some last-second leg kickouts that stopped goals. And he didn't have that against San Jose, and he hasn't had it in a while. So it was good to see him make those acrobatic saves, which we haven't seen from him in a little while. So I would say even after this game, while, yes, people are going to want to see more from him, this was a game that, for, and I think in his own mind, he doesn't care what people outside of that locker room think because he knows he can play, and the team knows he can play. I think this was a game where he said, okay, I, even after the struggles I've had, the St. Louis Blues came in, and I played well, well enough to win. And that's all you can ask from from him at this point, especially against a team like St. Louis. And for Bednar to give him the the nod kind of tells you where he's leaning. I was leaning Fransos, but, hey, I'm not the head coach. And this was a big game because this was – you lose and you're down by 12 points to St. Louis, and good luck with that for the rest of the season. Obviously, if you win, you're within eight. And you're within striking distance. And the Avs won, and I think you have to give Grubauer a lot of credit for that. <clears throat> Other players who got off the so-called schneid. Burkowski, although he had an assist against the Sharks, and he's been having assists. It's not that that's been the problem. The problem has been goal scoring. And he's a he's a good goal scorer. He should, be not ha- he should not have as much as a slump as he has been having in the goal-scoring world uh, category, as he has been. But he got back on the goal sheet in this game, as did, wait for it, Tyson Jost. 
thank God, Tyson, we don't have to wonder or worry when Tyson Jost is going to score because he did against St. Louis. And if that's not big, I don't know what is. Hopefully, hopefully, this is something that he can build on and grow from it. And it's all in his head right now that he's not going to get on the score sheet. I mean, he had five goals up until this point. Three of them were in one game. And good job on that hat trick, but that hat trick was a long time ago. <laughs> and I don't even know when the, the single goal was. I can't even remember when that was. I think it was before the hat trick, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm probably wrong on that, but uh, we could look it up easily, obviously. But it doesn't matter. The fact is he hasn't scored since November. And even him, like he's not the the goal scorer of, you know, the caliber of, of Nathan McKinnon or anything like that. We're not even asking him to be that. But he should be a dominant. If he's on the fourth line, he should be the most dominant player on that fourth line. And he hasn't been. And he would be the first to tell you that he, he hasn't been. And he needs to play better in that role. Well, the goal he got was a rebound off a of Burkowski shot. Doesn't matter, though. He followed up the play nicely. And he got the goal. So I all I can do is hope that the next game is, a, is built upon this. And it's against the Red Wings, so you would hope a lot of people can build off of anything that the Red Wings are giving you. So good job to those three guys. I have a feeling you'll be hearing from them in another couple minutes or so. Uh, like I said, Grubauer with the, the highlight saves. Good job by him. Not great. I thought he was like I thought he was good, but but again, like you have to take into account the team you're playing. You're playing St. Louis, so I think keeping that in mind, I thought he played fantastic. With that, with that, you got the 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 reigning champions coming in, and you know, like I said, while it may might not have been your his greatest game of the season. Because it's the, that team, I think that kicks up his performance up a notch. Um, the the Nathan McKinnon goal, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're just going to start calling him Calder McCarr, but you couldn't even see that thing. He What he did was unbelievable. He was on one side of the ice, walked the blue line all the way to the other side, and the second he had a lane and an opening, fired an absolute howitzer that went right past the goalie. I think Bennington was still in at that point in time. Um, and it had so much force, it just bounced right out almost to the dots, and you're like, whoa. I, I was, my, my eyes were wide open on that. That was a thing of absolute beauty. It, go watch it. <laughs> go watch it because that kid is uh, is something to behold. So, um, but the Blues were were game in this, and Colorado got an early goal, very early on, and St. Louis got the next two, and they even had a power play after they were up two to one, and you're like, uh oh, they have a really good power play. Their power play has been on point lately. Um, and it was Nathan McKinnon who actually scored very early on. On the first shot on goal, I think, that the Avs had, it was McKinnon who got it. Um, when the Blues came back, they took the one, two to 2-1 one lead. I'm almost positive they had a, a power play, and you were like, oh, man, if this gets 3-1, to one, this, this might be 
game over early on. But they they held them. Um, then the Jost goal, then the McCarr goal, uh, and then the Burakovsky goal, and they're up four to two. And you're like, okay, but this is going into the third, and we're not fully over this third period jinx stuff yet. So, and it's the St. Louis Blues. Let's hold on to this thing. And the Blues, what they do? They they got a goal. <laughs> they got a goal. They cut it to four to three. And you can't tell me that you weren't thinking, oh boy, can we hold on to this thing? Because I, I think when they got the goal, there was 12 minutes left. There was a ton of time left. And you're just like, great. When when is the the other? shoe going to drop is it going to be within the next minute or is it going to be with like two minutes left and either one would have just been a dagger in the heart but they held them they absolutely held them and nathan mckinnon with a a empty netter uh which petrangelo childishly threw his stick at um landeskog as he had an open net wide right in front of him and it'd be one thing if he kind of like lackadaisical, like tossed it in his direction, but he kind of flung that thing at him. Not that it, it he kind of threw it like on the ice and it wasn't like aimed at his head or anything like that, but it was just, I think, a childish thing to do from uh, a team that probably expects better from its players, like St. Louis does. They're in a good spot, they're one of the better teams in the league, they're not going to win every game. Um, and for him to do that, I thought was kind of on the childish side. But they they were going to give McGinn, um, Landeskog, or they were just going to give a goal anyway, because obviously you can't do that. Uh, but Landeskog put it in with like one second left, and that sealed it, obviously. So two good games to build on. After all the stuff that's been going on, you got to, like as we said before, you have to think that that won't continue for the duration of the season. Although I brought up the question, is this who they are? You you can't, you don't know. You don't know. You can't be known as the team that blows third period leads. So there's two games down. The Sharks game was never in doubt. The St. Louis game was. So for them to hold off that team, the way that their third periods have been going, I give two thumbs up to the Colorado Avalanche, which brings us to, the three stars of last week, not named Nathan. And very quickly, this is going to be easy. I am I am giving my third star to Philip Grubauer. Yeah, you got two wins, and I thought you played very well. And this is all three of these guys are things that, because of how they played, build upon that. And Grubauer, I think he will. He took the, the starting job over. He's in this position because he took the starting job over last year, late February, early March, through the end of the season. Maybe he, we can back that up a little bit another a month and a half earlier into January and start playing like he did at the end of last year. If he can put that together, there's no reason we can't catch St. Louis. Two, Burakovsky had the assist in the Shark game, had a goal, finally got a goal. Um, after a long drought, and hopefully he can build on that and kind of get some confidence back in the goal scoring category. And number one, even you know he even though he just had the goal, has got to be for me Tyson Jost. It's been a long time, brother. <laughs> so w- hopefully whatever it is that needs to get you kicked into gear, hopefully it's scoring a goal. Nothing cures ills like scoring goals. And hopefully 
that one, like I said, even though it was off a rebound, but he was still pressing hard. He's got the ability. He's a top 10 pick. And while that's not guaranteed to translate into, you know, like stardom or, or superstar or anything like that, he, he needs to be better. And I don't know if it's a system thing. I don't know if they're shopping him. But until they do, he's a member of this team. And if he's a member of this team, he's got to start performing. And maybe that goal will get him going. Can he continue it? If there's any opponent you want to play that can continue it, it is the team that they are playing Monday night, and that's the Detroit Red Wings, who we will break down literally. <laughs> if there's anything really to break down, we're going to do that next. So when you think Colorado Avalanche, I'm sure a lot of people think Colorado Avalanche slash Detroit Red Wings. It was one of the greatest rivalries in sports. Uh, it is no longer obviously, but that doesn't mean when these two teams get together, uh, it's a good time to reminisce about the things that were. And I'm sure as you watch this game on, on television tonight, they will show many of those games of the past, which are always nice to, to go down memory lane. But for now, it is kind of, you know, it's non-existent anymore. And, and it, how the tables have turned when the avalanche where could uh, just you know the 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 season of a couple of years ago that was one for the record books and not a good way uh, and the the red wings were performing still admirably at that point in time but wow has it flipped on its head where the avalanche are kind of in the driver's seat and the red wings are fighting to be relevant in anything and they are a hurting struggling team a lot of people thought after that Avalanche season of sixteen seventeen that that would be the most futile season in NHL history that nobody would even come close to. Well, the Red Wings are on par to come close to that. They are 12, 33, and 4. That's 28 points. That's brutally bad. And just looking at their their uh, their schedule that they've already played, there's a lot of red L's on there, and they currently are on a four-game losing streak. And you just look at their schedule. They're three, four, that's a, that's a six-game losing streak. That's an eight-game losing streak. It's just you have these extended losing streaks that they have, um, and when you look at the numbers, it's not hard to see why. If you want to look at their player stats, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi leads them in points, total points, with 34. Nathan McKinnon has 28 goals. Uh, he Bertuzzi himself has 16 goals. Dylan Larkin has 20 assists. And I know I joke about plus-minus, but you just look at this plus-minus on this roster. Oh, my goodness. Minus 13, minus 16, minus 22. Minus 18, minus 35, minus 31, minus 27, minus 22, minus 18, minus 16. It just goes on and on and on. They have one, two players on their roster that is in the plus. One is plus one, one is plus three. And they have another one that's at zero. It's it's just this uh, for for team stats goals 
their goals against is worst in the league. They're at 3.84. Their goals for is worst in the league at 2.1. And I kind of say like, oh, I don't want to, you know, bash on Detroit, but they've been good for way too long. So it kind of feels a little good for them to be struggling as much as they're struggling right now. Power play or special teams, their uh, their power power play penalty killing, sorry, worst in the league at seventy three percent, and their their power play is not the worst in the league. It's third worst in the league uh, at fourteen point six. So this the parity in NHL is like unmatched. Uh, it, it, it's the best parody in any sport out there, but every once in a while, there is a team like this that you say you go, going in, you should beat this team hands down. And this is that game. Any other team, I even put Ottawa, Ottawa can, you know, they're, they're not good, but they could surprise you every once in a while and win a game. Should you beat them? Yeah. But Detroit, if you're a team like Colorado, you should not lose this game. And if you do, uh, heads are going to roll. So uh, th- this is I, – I, that's why I say things like Tyson Jost having a goal in that, in that last game against St. Louis. If he got his, his goal after a long hiatus of scoring a goal against the Red Wings, people would be like, so what? Everybody's doing that. But I think the fact that he got it against St. Louis, and if he can continue that against the Red Wings, then that's a confidence builder. I don't care who, you know, you do St. Louis first. Keep it going against the Red Wings. Don't let up. But this, you would have to expect, you can never predict a blowout in the NHL. I don't think I've ever predicted a blowout. Colorado obviously has one of the best offenses in the league. Detroit has the worst everything in the league. This has got to be a dominant performance from puck drop to final whistle. And they cannot let up because you don't want to hear what's going to come out of the fan base if you lose to the Detroit Red Wings. So we shall see. Anything is possible, but I got to think the Avs are not going to look ahead, especially the way they've been playing. They've been playing good teams, and they've been losing these games like we've talked about over and over again. It absolutely cannot happen tonight. You are expected to win this game, take care of business, and go into the All-Star break feeling good about yourself. So we will revisit this and see how it all plays out and summarize it for tomorrow. But for now, that's it for for today. And this is an early game, too. It's a matinee game, as they say. So enjoy it. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Here is Joby. Go, Abs, go!